What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 13 of the Recommended Experience Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm your host today. I'm joined by Alex. Ball Guys is still great. <laughs> Tiffany? I agree with that statement. And Yasser? Cyberpunk was both amazing and disappointing. Ooh, spoilers. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. Uh, what a week. What a week. A lot of cyberpunk. Maybe not a lot of cyberpunk for some of us. <laughs> uh, but a lot of news. A lot of, a lot of things have happened the past week. Um, cyberpunk, of course, came out the same night as the Game Awards. Um, now, how many of us watch Game Awards on the night? I did. I watched some okay. of it so a few of us and Yasser you're perfect <laughs> we have the full spectrum <laughs> um yeah so I thought it was a good just a brief wrap-up I think that the game awards I always watch it every year um I don't know why it was like three to four hours long <laughs> but it felt like it kept going I don't know if you guys felt this like it felt like it kind of went on and on and on forever um but there it was for four hours um a lot of big winners probably the biggest winner was naughty dog um for the last of us part two won best narrative um it won what else did it win uh best audio design best action adventure um and one of their uh the best performance was laura bailey who who plays a part in last of us part two but ultimately it won game of the year this year um now alex are you the only one to play this game i assume so yeah I'm, i think okay. i'm the only one here that's played the whole thing that is like disappointing <laughs> yeah, 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 whoops <laughs> guys i didn't have a ps4 like what's your guys excuse <laughs> um like what did what do you think about game of the year then alex i think it was well deserved i mean all the contenders this year were up there right because the the other nominees for those that didn't know um were animal crossing new horizons whoop, doom whoop. eternal uh ghost of tsushima hades hmm and I think Final Fantasy VII Remake, yes. Yes. Um, and so definitely stack deck this year. A lot of great games came out across you know all the platforms. Uh, and in terms of Last of Us Part Two winning, I it's definitely well-deserved. It is mm -hmm. probably one of the most engaging stories I've ever played in a game. But for me, I guess I, wasn't, I didn't vote for uh, Last of Us Part Two personally. Because uh, there was a, you could vote online as well, and they did calculate it in part of the fan vote to the um, winners. Uh, because I didn't think there was enough game there for me. Like it was a very well done story in terms of from a narrative perspective and cinematic storytelling perspective, right? And I thought, you know, on those two fronts, definitely top of the line, one of the best games ever made regarding those aspects. But in terms of the game itself. I think it's definitely well, you know, well designed game, you know, visually looks great, handles great. Uh, I just thought it was kind of shallow in terms of a third person action game, which is what it mostly is in terms of the actual gameplay. And so I'd say that it Last of Us Part Two ranks high in my narrative design and uh, overall kind of what it left me feeling after the fact of playing it. But while I was playing it, it wasn't really there in terms of like i guess so to speak there wasn't enough game there for me personally which is why i didn't vote for it but mm -hmm. definitely i can understand why it won did you did you like it better than part one yeah actually i did mostly because even though it only so i guess minor spoilers for part one um wait that hasn't it's... played it Right, but very minor spoilers. You're getting, <laughs> you're getting into PlayStation Collection territory. <laughs> very minor spoilers. It takes place across the country, so you you kind of visit multiple locations, it's like in a across country? the states. Oh, gosh, <laughs> well, unplayable um, now. <laughs> unplayable. <laughs> and in Last of Us Part Two, the majority of the game takes place in Seattle, so you know, like a, a future post-apocalyptic Seattle. So gotcha. at first going into that, I had kind of reservations because I thought, oh, okay, well, if we're kind of only stuck to one location where the first game 
was doing multiple, I felt that there might've been some restriction, at least in terms of the variety, right? Cause you think of one city versus the whole country and in terms of different places, you know, there's maybe not as much variety, mm-hmm. but the amount that they are able to kind of, obviously since this is a, a post-apocalyptic future to kind of give parts of the city more personality and also kind of a distinct feeling, I thought it was uh, much well, much better done than I was expecting and also was just a more fun play space than the individual kind of locations from the first game. And so that was my biggest draw and definitely uh, the first game, not to say it doesn't hold up, but it kind of more falls into the whole like tropey. Oh, here's a door we can't unlock. And now we're going to have to wait for this one guy to try and unlock the door. And then now we're going to get swarmed by, you know, a bunch of things (laughs) while this guy's unlocking the door type design. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) You're not wrong. Definitely game design has moved on from there and Last of Us Part 2 does a, a much better job. Not to say that that doesn't happen because it does happen in some cases, but mm-hmm. it's it's still much better overall to say this isn't just like your standard game design as it has been in the past. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that that winner because I loved the first game and I've been kind of on the fence about whether or not I should try playing it now or just kind of wait. Um, this might end up pushing me to play it sooner rather than later. The The main thing that really was stopping me from playing it was it was very divisive when it first came out. And I was kind of confused as to why that was. Um, but I'm pretty sure we talked about it on our previous podcast before. And I, I looked into it a little bit more too. And it seemed like just people were complaining just to complain. <laughs> mm. Classic gamers. Yeah, classic gamers. We'll probably talk we'll about plenty that, of that too yeah. later <laughs> in this yeah. podcast. Um, so, a little bit of shout out for another award that I thought was pretty well deserved was best ongoing game for No Man's Sky. Um, Sean Murray probably looked just as surprised as the rest of the country when he won that. I don't know if you guys remember, like when that, he got announced. <laughs> that was one of the best moments where he was like taking a swig of his beer. It was like, so good. While they called his name and he almost like spits it out to like yeah. put the bottle down. I'm like, um, wow, he did not expect to win that which at all. No Man's Sky was probably one of the worst releases we've seen in a video game. And he's just put in so much work into making that game to where it is now and i've heard it's actually pretty playable actually the only reason i didn't play it on xbox is because their achievement score was not in five increments <laughs> like it was like 66 or 61 like it was stupid like i hate when achievement like achievement score like is not an even or like but divisible if it's five. 61 instead of 60 you get more points though isn't that better no no it hurts <laughs> it hurts you because every classic <laughs> xbox fan will want a picture at a very even number like 10,000 or you know 100,000 or whatever well then you gotta go find a game with like 39 (laughs) no no, no. you can still get it in the same game but it just makes it much it's 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 a bigger problem because you have to get that achievement now to balance the achievement that you just got so that's what makes it annoying (laughs) that's literally the only reason i didn't play no man's sky though i think it's on game pass (laughs) it is on game pass Yeah. yeah And I wanted to pick it up, but, you know, don't mess with my achievement scores. Like, that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Maybe I'll have better luck on the PlayStation when it's, you know, all these trophy count. Um, <laughs> yeah. Any other shout-outs from the Game Awards? I want to shout-out Final Fantasy VII Remake, who was a nominee for Game of the Year, which it did not win, but it won Best Music slash Soundtrack of the Year. Well-deserved. Mm that game like not just for the fact that obviously there's a lot of nostalgia there because the first Mm -hmm. game came out in 97 and obviously the music was great back then but it's just great again you know especially Mm -hmm. for in a 2020 setting animal crossing won best family game i was waiting for you tiffany i was like (laughs) tiffany (laughs) i think it was robbed from game of the year but that is just my humble opinion Oh wow. um, But kudos to Animal Crossing <laughs> for winning best family game. Yeah, I, I think it's probably the best game that only got one award. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll leave it at that, and maybe we'll have more. <laughs> we'll have more uh, of our own game of the year discussions maybe later uh, this month, going into next month. Um, so the big topic of the show, 
I've already kind of mentioned it, and Yasser and I have been hinting at it <laughs> a little bit here and there, is Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk came out. Uh, it was really anticipated for a few of us on the, on, on the podcast. Um, so this came out last Thursday, and now we here we are. I won't specify which day because Tiffany hates for me to age <laughs> these podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah, but don't a, say it. We'll say a week later. Roughly, um, <laughs> um, I want to hear what you guys' thoughts are. Uh, so, why don't Tiffany? Why don't you tell me <laughs> your thoughts on Cyberpunk? Okay, because <laughs> my thoughts are probably the s- shortest. So I'll explain. Uh, I like to share play with my brother Alex, and share play is a functionality of PlayStation where you can basically stream your setup to another person. And when you do that, you can either allow them to play as you, aka take control of your PlayStation, or you can play together. So if I like initiate it, I can share play with him and then I can add him as an additional player so we can play co-op games together through the internet, even if we're not physically present together. So uh, we've been having some technical difficulties with share play recently with the PlayStation 4. And a couple days ago, I finally was like, Alex, let's check out share play for PlayStation 5 and see if it's doable. And if it works, then we can start share playing games again because there's a few games that we couch co-op together through share play when we can. So in order to test that, Alex share played Cyberpunk to me on the PS5 and as he gave me control, I I got control. And I was like, oh, so it works. So SharePlay works for us now on PlayStation 5. I moved around his character a bit. I looked at the menus. And then he was like, so how's the quality? Because, you know, it's streaming over the internet. And I basically respond, is it supposed to look this bad? <laughs> <laughs> And he was like, and then Alex just starts laughing. (laughs) And he's like, well, I mean, maybe. (laughs) Like, he just didn't really respond. It hurts. Um, So, honestly, I couldn't tell if it was bad because it was streaming over the internet. You know, even though he has decent uploads and I have decent downloads or whatever. But, I mean, it didn't look crisp in any fashion. Mm. Uh, I... Honestly, the moment he share played the game to me, this was the first time I realized the game was a first person game. Mm-hmm. So like when I say first person for our audience who's not as familiar, it means that you really only see your your um, character's hands mm-hmm. in the view because you were basically the person in the game. And when I realized that I'm only seeing my hands and I have to like interact with people in a first person view, I was like, this isn't for me. I'm not very adept at first person games. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm not really missing out (laughs) on much, but I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about it. Would you be able to get trophies that way? Or no. does it, okay, no. Yeah, ask no. him the real yeah, share play. The person on <laughs> yeah. the other end of the share play doesn't earn trophies. <laughs> okay. Alex, repeat that. Alex, repeat that. We will all talked over you. Oh, the person on the other end of the share play doesn't earn any trophies. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's so actually y- listed when you share play. It's one of the notes of like, note. <laughs> the the user <laughs> No trophies not, for you. Yeah. Does <laughs> not earn trophies via share play. Yeah, well, that's sad. <laughs> can but the okay, person, well, at least it's not in your library. Can the person that's hosting the share play still get trophies if someone else is controlling for them? To be honest, I've never actually utilized the them take control and play the game on your console feature because typically when we share played, it was co-op. And so, you know, Tiffany was one player and I was a second player and then she would get all the trophies and then I would just be there as a guest effectively so i don't know (laughs) if you as the user still gets trophies if you let them control your character yeah we've never but i'd assume yes right i'd assume yes yeah so alex did it actually look that bad tell me tell me where you're playing (laughs) um what what console you're playing what life path you chose how many hours are you into it what are you feeling well, obviously, I'm playing on PS5, as Tiffany right. had already mentioned. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I played the second 
least second least out of the four of us. Um, I'm four hours in. I played basically two two two-hour kind of sessions. Uh, I started off, I chose the Nomad Path because just the idea of a drifter was my Mm. cup of tea, uh, more so than the whole like corpo slash street kid but i don't know what paths you guys chose so maybe hopefully you guys chose (laughs) both of those and we could all have different perspective um but so so far because i've only played four hours not a lot of the game i know this is you know potentially a very large game right i know there are talks of if you've heard news that the story can be mainlined in potentially 20 hours but really if you play the game it's probably you know what closer to like a 70 80 hour game um but I am at least main story wise. And because I'm the least progressed out of it, I'll say spoilers for if you haven't played cyberpunk at all, <laughs> but I don't know if we're going to just do a spoiler warning in general, but I'll, I'll try to keep it as general as possible and not get too into the details. But I basically stopped after doing the first brain dance. Okay. Um, okay. That's, that's kind good. of where spoiler I am. At least ma- content yeah. right there. That's yeah. good. Because <laughs> yeah. they're probably so, like, what's a brain dance? Yeah, exactly. Right, right. right. <laughs> so mainline story stopped after the first brain dance, but um, played two two-hour sessions. My initial thoughts on the game are, so while playing in those two two-hour sessions, I crashed once during each session, Oof. so I've crashed twice. It's um, <laughs> really rough. That's rough. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, it seems like the game auto saves quite frequently, yes, so I didn't really lose much progress when it crashed the both times. So luckily, that didn't happen. One time was when I was just driving in the world, and then it just crashed. That does so not really, surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand what was going on there, but that I was like, okay. And then the second time was actually when I was leaving the brain dance. And it was mm. like going from the brain dance back into the game that it crashed. And I was like, okay, well, okay. that happened. Um, <laughs> so did, it, explain, did it freeze up you your entire... Dance? Oh, no spoilers, Tiffany. Gosh. Hold on. He, okay, he, maybe he can, he can explain it afterwards. But I did have a quick question first. Um, so when it's crashing, is it completely freezing your console and you have to reboot it? Or is it just going to dashboard or whatever... Um, you want to call it yeah no it's just crashing to dash like the error comes up and it's like oh there's been an an error occurred in the application and then pulls up the whole error report Mm -hmm. screen so i just hit you know send because obviously i'm gonna send all these error reports look at you contributing yeah they see this and they're like oh this is why this guy crashed so maybe we can fix this in a future patch um but yeah no it hasn't hard crashed the system yet there's probably so many reports. There's so many. <laughs> they put one intern on it. <laughs> um, a spoiler way to describe Brain Dance is it's kind of like Detective Vision for the Arkham series. In a way, it's very similar to that. No, I don't. Still don't know what that means. Did you play the Arkham games? No. We need the mind. layman terms. Can you can you really have you ever watched Minority Report? The movie? Yeah. Like twenty years ago. Twenty years ago. Well. <laughs> okay, whenever that movie came out. <laughs> I thought that was a show. No, no, no. It, was it a also movie was Tom a Cruise. show. Like that's mm. the good one. No, it was. It also became a show. We don't talk about the show here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and I don't so, know how else to describe it. <laughs> so basically, similarly to Minority Report, if you potentially remember, um, you can see scenes that you were not there for from their perspective, and it's basically showing you the scene of the crime um, from that from a specific person's perspective, and you can go third person based on the technology that they're using in 2077. So really, it's just uh, a, okay, a cool way sense. to see the scene of the crime. Cool. And some Thanks. people use it to get high off the like rush of the of the crime itself. Hmm. Pretty crazy, right? Yeah, that is kind of crazy. <laughs> Wild. Um. So I guess I've played the third least or the second most, probably. I think. Um, there you go. <laughs> we'll have to do the final final count, I guess. Um. So I have played about fourteen hours now. Um, I'm playing on PlayStation 5, so it's backwards compatible for the PS4 version. Um, I also picked Nomad 
So, oh, Alex, shit. you and I. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I was going to go Corpo, um, but then um, when I was reading, like, the description, I was like, I don't know. So I went <laughs> with are- Nomad. Well, how are you like specking your character then? Because I so, guess I didn't really go into the details of that part of my game. Oh, yeah. Yet. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I'm specking my character. So I made my character look like Pain from Naruto. So mm. like it has like the um, Rasengan, like, um, like the swirly eyes. Because I saw that that was an option. So then I was like, well, I have to make this Pain from Naruto. You guys can Google this <laughs> if you Is like. Is this the main character? No, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's actually a villain towards the end. Um, and he has, like, all these, like, uh, face piercings. So I put all, like, a bunch of Oh, he of looks very piercings. similar to the main character, though. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, very. <laughs> um, and so I made him like that. And then I kind of wanted mine to be kind of like a silent assassin. So I've put all of my experience points and reflexes and into handguns. So now, like my silent crit is getting me like 3000 damage like it's like ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> so as long nice. as i'm not detected i'm like a machine um but <laughs> but as soon as <laughs> once i get detected you're there <laughs> i'm still fine because it's still giving me a lot of base damage but yeah. like undetected i'm like one-shotting everybody um oh, okay so i'm kind of like playing it like as if i'm um hitman like in that game so mm. Um, All right. It's just like I, I felt like it went really well with the universe, so I was just like, "Yeah, this is what I'm going to do." Um, so I played 14 hours. Majority of that has been the past few days um, because I wasn't, I didn't play much over the weekend at all. Um, I have done the same crash that Alex, the crashing to the dashboard, about four times. Um, it just happens to be like um, like towards the end of an like a, a run like i'll be like playing and like last night i was playing and it was like maybe 11 50 and i was like okay i'll play a little bit past midnight and then it crashed <laughs> on me and i was like okay right, i'm just gonna go to bed now <laughs> like this is a sign <laughs> um thanks cd project red <laughs> yeah so at first i didn't think the bugs were really like that ridiculous um but the more I played, the more flaws I'm seeing. Uh, I'm I'm still enjoying the world, and I think that's what I'm here for. Like the reason why I really liked Cyberpunk, like the idea of Cyberpunk, is because did you guys ever watch Altered Carbon? Yeah. On Netflix. Hated it. Um, Heck yeah. You hated it? Oh man, I really loved Altered Carbon on Netflix. <laughs> um, some of the actors were really bad, but yeah. the world building of it was so great. Like yeah, I the really world enjoyed itself the world. is very similar to Cyberpunk, so I yeah. definitely get that. Yeah, I um, loved Altered Carbon. Oh yeah, yeah, I really got into it. I, th- I think Tiffany, didn't you tell me to watch Altered Carbon initially? Yes, I recommended it <laughs> <Yeah>. to you. <laughs> um, I really liked Altered Carbon, but that world, like. There's so many parallels to it, to this right. game. Um, so I'm really liking it. It's just that's the only consistent thing I'm liking so far in the game. Um, but I guess that's kind of like my first opening statement, I guess, about Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, so okay. how much have you been playing? That's pretty vague, but I will I will try to bounce off of that. Um, I have, so my playtime's a little broken or segmented, I guess. Uh, because I started off on Xbox, mm-hmm. and I'm playing initially on the Xbox One X, um, and it played well. I started with Corpo as my character. Um, I that was also my female V, um, and I re- I've really liked that combination. I was trying to get like a character that was kind of from riches to rags kind of thing, and. Um, that's kind of where I wanted to see that story go. And I enjoyed my time on the one X. Uh, the main reason why I ended up stopping that character run was because eventually, uh, I tried the PC version and I realized how much smoother that gameplay Mm. actually was. (laughs) Yeah. And so I didn't have any crashes on, well, I think I might've had one crash on the one X after around six hours of story time um and so can you guys hear that siren in the background <laughs> <Yes>. siren's on <laughs> our end siren's on our end not on yours 
Uh, okay, well, I definitely have a siren over here, too, so... Uh, maybe I should just Oh, no, stop that's it. what I'm saying. Oh, like, okay. this is for the listeners. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're in we're in Night City right now. Okay, okay, okay. No okay. one's trying to pull you over. Yeah, we're in Night City. We're in Night City. Uh, <laughs> anyways, so I got six hours in on my Xbox uh, playthrough, and the main time that I would have these, like, frame, frame drops would typically be when I'm driving. And that kind of ruined some of the immersion for me. I was, it was kind of annoying. And then when I saw how much better the graphics looked on my PC as well. I was like, okay, I'll just leave this for later. I like my character. I like how the story is going, but I'm just going to set this down and actually just play on PC. Mm-hmm. So I created a separate character that's also a nomad. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's, Screw the street kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought everyone was going to pick him, so that's why I didn't pick him. Anyways, uh, so I, that was my male V, and... I like how that character is going as well, but I I'd still I think prefer my original build, and I feel like part of it, part of it is because I feel like the voice acting of the female V is slightly better than the male. Is v. it? That's mm. my general opinion. After playing six hours of both, and a little bit more now on the PC version, I'm around. I think what I tell you the other day, eleven hours. So I must be around like yeah. thirteen hours on my PC. Uh, male v build and on pc i am absolutely loving the game as far as the performance the um how the world looks and how the interactions go as far as like basic interactions while you're driving around meeting people on the storylines pretty good basic gameplay however that doesn't pc doesn't erase all the all the things that are wrong with cyberpunk. And I guess we'll, I'll, I kind of wait on that while we talk about what we feel mm-hmm. with the gameplay. What, what are your thoughts on the gameplay and the mechanics and the story so far, I guess, um, as far as you guys have gone? Honestly, so cyberpunk was, I think a part of the reason why I haven't been as happy with my experience is because I was seeing this as a big action RPG. Um, but it's felt less like an RPG and more like a open world game mm-hmm. where there's like a, a lot of things to do and a lot of icons to go to and like a lot of shiny objects and you're like going around to all these places and there's a crafting mode and there's a leveling up system and there's uh, equipment. And I feel like all of those things happen, which makes it look like an RPG, but they're not very deep systems like they're they're underutilized even yeah exactly like it it doesn't seem like they're it's like oh hmm okay we're making an rpg guys what's in an rpg they're like loot and they're like yeah good what else uh crafting (laughs) okay yeah sure um a lot of things to do perfect like let's do all those things and they do it but it's like they don't do it all well they don't and do any I, of those things well. <laughs> it's a, it's like a, a jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none situation. Yeah, exactly. Because I just don't think that I haven't found something that they're doing the best mm-hmm. out of anything. Yeah. And all this kind of seems like used goods. Like, all these things are are from other, other you know, things. Like, other used IPs. goods. <laughs> you know? Like, it just, it just seems like almost like a... A half-baked effort to so, make something that maybe they weren't prepared to make. <laughs> I think the part of the reason why Matt is saying something like the fact that they're used goods is because the idea behind what this game was supposed to be is that it was supposed to be like next-gen. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be the next advancement in what an RPG is supposed to be like. And we thought from developers that created The Witcher that this was actually potentially possible because we did see so many advancements in The Witcher 3 that we didn't see in any other game. So to have those kind of expectations on a cyberpunk setting just sounded incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think they spent so much time on creating the world, the basic like grass roots, just like the the basic fundamentals of that world that they didn't spend enough time really tuning and creating depth in that world. And that's what I think is the biggest thing missing in the game right now. I guess I'm on the other end of the spectrum from most in that 
the game for me kind of falls in exactly into my expectations. Uh, really, I was looking to see that I was ex- just expecting this is going to be a good looking game that plays fine. And not to say that that's what The Witcher was to me, but for me, The Witcher, at least from a story perspective, was very great, right? And obviously, it has the source material to thank for that. But personally, it was. I think the source material was carrying that game's design in a way that, you know, that world was already established. There's characters, there's the lore, the, the, what existed there. And to be honest, I wasn't super impressed with the Witcher three. And so because of that, that frame, my perspective saying, well, I think cyberpunk was just going to be, Oh, this is going to be a technical showpiece, which it is right. Like, especially on PC, yeah. this game is pushing, you know, DLSS, just 4k, like, you know, ray tracing, it's pushing everything, to the max possible settings of saying this is a good looking game. And, but the thing is because of that, I'm like, okay, it's met my expectations there. Everything else is a bonus. And from my four hours of playing the game, I personally really had no problems with it besides the crashing rate. And obviously for me, that's like a huge, you know, Oh God, I crashed. Where did I auto save? Like how far back do I have to backtrack? Um, but in terms of the gameplay, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I do think it does fall into the trap a little bit, as Matt mentioned, of there's just kind of a lot of things to do. Like when you first get control of your of V and you're in the city, literally you pull up the map and there's automatically like 90 icons just everywhere. There's like, oh, here's mm-hmm. a ripper dock. Here's a <laughs> weapon shop. Here's a food stall, you know? And I'm like, Jesus, why do I, why did you like dump all this onto me without any tutorial? And I guess there is some sort of expectation to say if you're playing a game like this, you've, you know, you've been exposed to the used goods already. So you do understand the type of game that is, and that's fine. Um, But I do think it doesn't, there should be more of a curve of it leading you into that, which is kind of my only main grip. Otherwise I do enjoy the activities. Uh, I've done, I don't know how, how many of the I guess psychopaths have you guys like encountered? I haven't done any of those. I, oh, you haven't done those? I did one today. Yeah. Which one? Who who do you fight? Um, Ellen or something like that. Okay, I did not fight that person. Okay, <laughs> thank God. Um, it wasn't yes. terribly interesting, so I don't know if the other ones have been. Yeah, I don't know if it's not necessarily the stories behind the characters, but I think the psychopaths are essentially named enemies in the game that you can that you or at least for i've only done one but it was very memorable in that uh it's and they're essentially kind of like hit targets so they're like rogue you know people that have gone haywire in terms of like their cyberware and everything and the fight was really interesting because i did it so early i think that's why i was so impressed with it um because i don't i forget the character's name but it was like this melee focused like Bruce Lee type fighter and the way their their cybernetics were glitching out is they would like teleport to you and like Mm. be really fast and it was just this very interesting fight that I had to tackle when I barely started the game (laughs) and I had no upgrades Mm -hmm. so the fact that this person was like running at me really fast and like teleporting next to me and like punching me and I had like nothing to really like fight against them except like you know the dodge roll away and kind of just shooting at them with a gun it was just very abrupt i'm like okay so this game doesn't hold back like the things in the city you can tackle right at any point that you want but it really doesn't have kind of a set thing of oh you do you you can only do this once you've gone to a certain point it's like no you can be exposed to this right from the Mm get-go oh yeah i mean i was able to beat the person but it was through a lot of uh cheese strats of just kind of like you know <laughs> keeping distance and there was like water in the area and i specced into a uh, technical so i have more into in tech weapons and i had a um tech shotgun that was basically like a tesla shotgun and so when the person was near the water i would like shoot them and they would electrify the water oh, nice. and help like deal bonus damage um so yeah it was just that type of spontaneous i was like oh here's a thing i can do might as well do it right like i I wasn't too keen on following the story at the time and when i did it just having to deal with that because it prefaced the mission with you saw night city police kind of walking into the area where the enemy was and by the time you walk up all the police are dead like they're just on the ground Mm because the person took them out i'm like okay well 
like, is that what's going to happen to me? And luckily, you know, obviously it's a game. <laughs> Almost it's not did. that difficult. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so besides that, uh, I've done a few of the random kind of just uh, crimes in progress that appear that you can go to and handle. Um, and overall, I'd say it's it's hitting kind of that minimum bar in terms of the gameplay. And so because the at least I know what the game can look like on PC and with the powerful machine. But um, because it's met that expectation, I'm like, I know I'm not playing it like that, but I know it can be that. So they did a good job. I'd say the game as a whole has been a positive experience, at least four hours in. I don't know mm-hmm. how it'll be, you know, once I'm 20 hours in and through with the story, but uh, I'm still hopeful that I'll probably enjoy it the whole way through. Yeah, I think that's the main thing that I would touch on with your experience is will you feel the same way as you progress? Because I would, I would probably agree with a lot of what you mentioned just now when I was early on in the game. And don't get me wrong, I'm still enjoying the game at 12 hours on this run and 6 hours on the other run. I've played quite a bit and I'm still enjoying the game. I want to go back to it when I can. Um, but you start to see not only the repetitive nature of some of these quests, but you also see that they're bland. The AI is completely retarded. And the loot that you get is just minuscule or absolute garbage. And so those are the things that you want out of a deep experience that makes you want to play for 70 plus hours, right? You want something where you can continue to upgrade the weapons and the character that you have in meaningful ways that change the gameplay. And you expect enemies that you're fighting against to kind of conserve their own life, but also approach trying to kill you in meaningful and interesting ways. And I I felt like the more I played, the more I realized the shortcomings of a lot of the different gameplay mechanics that Cyberpunk introduces. And like Matt was mentioning, they don't go into enough detail about some of the upgrades that you can do. And you kind of have to figure that out on your own. And even when you do figure it out, there's really not enough depth there. Uh, And I thought that was just a little disappointing because I personally thought in The Witcher 3, some of the side missions I would go on felt as meaningful and as impactful uh, to the story of the overall universe that I was in uh, that as much as the main storyline missions were. And I definitely don't feel that way in Cyberpunk, at least not so far. Um, obviously, there's still plenty of game to play, but a lot of the missions were more like, okay, go kill this guy, get money rinse and repeat and the main missions on the other hand at least they had a little bit more depth the acting was pretty good i i wouldn't say it's on par with any good narrative story let alone the witcher 3's uh, voice acting which i thought was really good too Um, so there's just so much that they could have polished better and the fact that it's been delayed this many times made me think that it should have been a polished game by now where this is what they were working on that whole time, making sure that the base consoles are working well, that the the quirks with enemies just walking back and forth because they don't know what to do are completely gone. <laughs> um, weird animations like cigarettes floating in midair are, are gone. But no, none of these things are actually gone. They're all there, and yet we've had delays for, what, at least eight months now, if not more. Mm-hmm. So... What exactly were they working on? Where were those promises that they mentioned as far as being next-gen as far as gameplay goes? Um, so that's really where it's kind of missing the mark. But then again, like you guys have mentioned, it's a beautiful game. I love just roaming around the city and enjoying the views that I get. Like I've taken screenshots of just random alleys, and I'm just like blown away by how good they look. The game is beautiful. It's just... There's not enough polish with the actual gameplay mechanics and the story itself, at least so far, um, like 10 hours into the story. I'm hopeful that it'll get better as we go, um, but that's kind of why I'm disappointed, even though I -hmm. I love the game. (laughs) And I I don't want to come across too negative. Like I, I was playing it today, and I was playing it last night, late last night, and I planned on playing it and at least finishing the story. Um, I might wait 
until the actual PS5 upgrade before I go and do the Platinum, but um, we'll see. We'll see with all that. Um, you know, I do want to touch on some things. Like Yasser was saying, um, this has been delayed many, many times. Um, this, a lot of people didn't think it would ever come out. And honestly, some of us were even wondering if it was if December it was still going to come out. And it did. Um, but it kind of begs the question, right? Like, did they have enough time and this is being released multi-generations like this is being released on xbox one ps4 and then playstation 5 xbox series x backwards compatible it was released on pc stadia um they well (laughs) they in their like preview events they only showed pc version so on a lot of the preview you know i feel like some of us saw pc um, I knew it wasn't going to look like that because whenever they show it, of course, it's going to be on the best hardware it can be. Um, but, you know, it got to a point where seeing some of the screenshots from base PS4 and base Xbox One, this game looks real bad. Like, it looks like Polygon. Like, they look like straight out of GoldenEye 64, <laughs> some, of the, <laughs> some of the character models. Um, so much that CD Projekt Red actually issued an apology and um, basically said, and this is just an excerpt from their Twitter. First, first of all, we'd like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game on base last-gen consoles where it premiered, and in consequence, not allowing you to make more informed decision about your purchase. We should have paid more attention to making it play better on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Um, they would go on further today to tweet out and say that they didn't feel any pressure to release this from management or from outside sources, but they just did not put in enough effort on playing through the base PlayStation 4 and Xbox One version to see all these bugs, um, which is really disappointing. That's really disappointing because a majority of your install base, besides PC, is going to be on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And so for them to not put that much look into that as like a quality control is disappointing. Um, but it kind of begs that question is, did they promise too much? And did right. were they realistic in saying, okay, well, we're going to come out in December. Should they have just waited until spring of 2021? Like well, it would have sucked like another, yeah, another delay. But it, if Halo Infinite came out like this, man, PlayStation fanboys everywhere, everywhere <laughs> would be like burning Halo Infinite um, and just saying like, this is the worst, like we've won the console game again. Um, so it, it kind of begs that question, like should they have just waited a year and potentially if PlayStation 4 and Xbox One is really bad to play on, why release it? Why not just wait until the install base is enough for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X? What do you guys the think? The thing is, I feel like this is, it's to me, I kind of look at it from a different perspective where it's kind of a split thing, right? And so, I mean, you can view it as CDPR, but you know, there's literally the PR side of the company and the mm-hmm. development side of the company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know how much cross transmission there is with the, you know, the devs talking to the PR people to say, this is what we're doing. This is how it actually performs. This is what, you know, you should be showing or not be showing, or if it's just the PR side being like, obviously we're not going to show that because we know that that's not what's going to get us to sell millions of copies day one. But you know, if you're judging the company as a whole, right, and that's going to include the developers, that's going to include the PR, that's going to include the Mandarin, that's going to include everybody, that then I'd say, yes, they are at fault as a whole. But I feel like, obviously, the devs knew, right? The company as a whole knew. Right? You know, if you worked at CDPR, you probably saw the game at some point running on that, on the base model uh, PS4 and Xbox One and saw, ooh, that does not look great. Um, but it's kind of hard to blame. Like, I don't. I want to shift the blame like personally to say that I don't blame the developers because I feel like, you know, I have a few friends that are in the coding industry and Mm -hmm. especially the people that do just develop, you know, programs in general, they're like, they're willing to put in the hours they're willing, you know, it's a very, you know, time intensive job that they'll probably put in the time to make the best possible product. And I feel like this is more so kind of the PR problem mm-hmm. of the company saying it was their fault that they're not being honest with the company. Like yeah. that's not the devs lying to the people, mm-hmm. right? It's the PR showing we're going to choose what we give out, especially like 
the review codes were only of the PC version of the game. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're, it's going to be with all the best features and I mm-hmm. guess quote unquote least amount of bugs that there are. Um, but it's, it's hard to blame the developers to say that they're the ones that made a bad game where it's, I'm pretty sure they probably, and even as the statement says, right, that uh, they could have put more time into it. It's all the PR's fault of saying, we're going to release this day. Never mind. We're going to release this day. Mm-hmm. Never mind. We're going to release this day. And now, like, we can't push it back because we don't want to, right? Because even if, since they admitted to not having any outside pressure. And so I think from that perspective, it's just hard to say that the game could wait to come out later. And it definitely could. It definitely should, at least based on, you know, them saying we've done a PS4 version. If anything, they probably should, like PR and the devs were like, here's the PC and PS5 and uh, Series X and S versions and PS4 and Xbox One come out, you know, in a year. Like if anything, they could probably have done like a split release or just done PC now and waited on consoles till next year. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, I, I feel like, and obviously I'm not, a business guy so i don't know the statistics behind like doing a staggered release and everything like that but it doesn't it seemed like they're so they were so gung-ho about releasing on every platform at the same time on the same day that there was no consideration to split up the releases and i feel like a lot of games do that anyway right like you look at stuff coming out on pc and switch and then like look at hades right pc and switch still not on consoles is yep. it ever gonna come to the other consoles who knows <laughs> um but like, why couldn't they have done that? And that's kind of my main like draw at this point for it. I'll try not to dwell on this too much because I don't think that any of us really know what's really going on behind the scenes. But all the things that you just mentioned seem more to me like management problems, not dev Absolutely. problems, not Absolutely. PR problems. It's management. So it really comes down to what's your timeline for how you're going to be able to get all of these different platforms that you want to release on ready to ship on your release date. And how do you work with both the devs and the advertising team to make sure, yeah, you're showing off the best experience possible when you're doing your advertising, but also maintaining your transparency with all the platforms you want to release on. To make sure that they can, like they mentioned in their post, make an informed decision when they're buying your game. And on top of that, you have to think about and prioritize consoles and platforms that have your biggest install base. Matt mentioned PS4 and Xbox One are one of their biggest platforms that they're releasing on. So they can't expect to not spend as much time on those platforms because this is a next-gen experience and no one's gonna bat an eye when it plays like shit. So all of those problems could be resolved if the management behind the game was doing their job correctly. And I don't think that there was no pressure to release the game on December. <laughs> that's that's obviously just a lie. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to admit to the public. <laughs> Um, because their stocks and their shareholders would be really pissed if they had another delay. Um, But that said, they tried to get as much in as they could during this release, and they did a pretty good job on the newer hardware, um, but they did not spend nearly enough on the Mm -hmm. base consoles, which they started their development on. And I get that they're old consoles, but look at stuff like Red Dead 2. You've got Last of Us remastered part two uh, sorry last of us part two um all these great looking games on base hardware it obviously can be done it just needs to be prioritized and enough time spent actually developing it and i think it does kind of come back to what matt said is did they promise too much with the game and were they trying to release too much on too many platforms all at once and i think that's what it really comes down to i think you guys are this like a separate side of the same coin um, because I, I think PR is the voice of management and I think that this is a management problem like I, I no matter how disappointed we are there's no one more disappointed right now than the CD Project Red developers yeah. because they have spent countless hours I feel like we talked about crunch on this podcast maybe like a, a few weeks ago they've been spending thousands of hours on this and then just to see like everybody 
just make it a meme basically <laughs> um and now they're going to have to spend countless hours to fix everything that mm-hmm. people are finding um but you know I, I think it's almost like it was almost like a business and it was almost like a sleazy business deal <laughs> um because it was almost like a corporation that they're depicting in cyberpunk is like how they've been handling <laughs> all this press <laughs> like it's just not been a great experience um yeah. so i feel for the developers because i i feel like they're really the true victims here yeah um and this is just it's just a shame but like i said earlier like when we were talking about game awards no man's sky started out just like this and there hasn't been many like redemption stories but no man's sky is a testament that you know, like Sean, uh, Sean Murray, who's the uh, head of Hello Games, like he's a testament. He just accepted it and was like, yep, messed it up. I said all these things that this would be and didn't fall through on any of this stuff. And he like worked on it and made it to where it's winning best ongoing game at the Game Awards. Um, but the, the problem with CD Projekt Red that their PR department is not getting is that they have not been forthright about the problem. Like all this has been like half baked, um, apologies to, you know, dear gamers. (laughs) Like it, it's not, it's not, it's not great. It's not a great start. Um, but I think the base game could be worth something one day. Um, but it's just disappointing. I have no doubt that this game will be incredible in a few months. (laughs) It's just disappointing that we're, in this place right now Mm -hmm. Um, and I think they're gonna learn from it just like all developers do when they run into these kind of setbacks Um, I do feel bad for the developers Uh, I I recently read the the release notes of the latest Halo update where they talked about how the development team sat down they read all the comments and they were so disappointed by like what they heard as far as um, what people thought of the visuals at the showcase and they knew they had such a great game, but they also knew that they didn't want to release it in the state that it was if fans were going to be disappointed. Um, Cause I mean, obviously no one wants to disappoint the fans that they're developing this game for. That's literally their entire job. And so it's kind of hard to really think about the developer's perspective because none of us have really been in their shoes or know what it really takes to make these games. But I do feel bad when people really just continue to shit on games that have quirks in the beginning like a lot of games do. And obviously Cyberpunk was worse than your typical release, um, especially on the base consoles. But I do wish that it kind of tapers down a bit and gamers begin to realize that (laughs) they have feelings too. (laughs) Right. And I think part of the problem is it's it's overblown in terms of right, it's always a vocal minority. Right. Like the game sold millions of literally I think the statistic was like eight million copies day one. Right. Um, so how many of those eight million people are actually on the internet complaining? Right. I mean, probably a good a good amount, but not nowhere near eight million people. Mm-hmm. So I, I think and it definitely kinda runs the gamut of the people that can be fine with it kind of like me where i'm like i mean the game's crashing that's the worst of it i've only played four hours but honestly great game so far i mean I, i'm having good time mm-hmm. and, but, and then there's going to be the people that are like this is literally unplayable because they're playing on a base ps4 or <laughs> xbox one right. and i'm like i feel bad for you guys because yeah in that case you did get deceived for the most part mm-hmm. but i think at least if any developer from CDPR listens to this, you know, I appreciate the work you do. I'm, I feel most people do. And so don't just take all the negative comments mm-hmm. that you're getting from Twitter and Reddit and whatnot. Yeah. Cause for the most part, all three of us that have played a good amount of the game are really enjoying the game. But I do think that the news that came along with it is worth talking about because I mean, they, they, they messed up and they would mm-hmm. be the first person to tell you that um, and we'll just see how it develops from there but I'm I'm loving the game too I, I can't wait to I haven't had a single player game that I've wanted to play this much in a while so props to cyberpunk I'm really enjoying it still and I can't wait to have this conversation again once it's actually like we all finished the playthroughs and when the game is actually in its final form too 
So would you say you all recommend playing Cyberpunk On the right hardware? Yes. It's a good tie-in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive, folks. I know. I'm still on the podcast. She's alive. <laughs> Honestly, I would, rec- I would say if you have a capable PC. That's the way to go. Um, and whether or not that's right, oh, yeah. like something like a 1080 or higher AMD equivalent, at least... Um, preferably you have a 20 or 2000 or 3000 series nvidia card but if you're playing on not on pc i would say wait half a year a year i would not recommend the game right now i would say just give it some time and plus you can probably pick it up for like half price or 20 bucks in a year from now so i i don't think it runs that bad on next gen consoles though right like no you might get some crashes that they would hopefully patch in the next month or two but Otherwise, right. the, the performance is pretty good, right? Right. But I know this is also for the people that, you know, who else who is actually lucky to have found right. a PS5 or mm-hmm. Series X or S, especially since stock is so low these days. But um, yeah, if you have one of those consoles, it's fine. I think if you're if you were gung ho about this game, still pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you weren't, if you were on the fence, right. cause for me, when I went into it, I was kind of on the fence too. I wasn't like, Oh, I really want to play. It was like, Oh, I'll play this eventually. Um, I just ended up on the other side of saying, Oh yeah, I'll just play it now. <laughs> but, um, if you're on the fence, I would say you guys on the fence can wait a little bit. That makes like, sense. Definitely. Like maybe a few months or something. Get it on sale. <laughs> yeah. That's I think for me, I was gun ho about it. So I would have been in no matter what. And so I'm still in no matter what. So if you're like me, get it. If you're not, though, like what Alex is talking about, there there are some bugs that I've found on PS5, at least, um, that are really distracting. And like some really touching moments, like right around five to eight hours in um, with the story, there's a certain event that's very potent. And there's a very comical bug that... Is there I really? found, <laughs> and then I looked online, and it's rampant. Oh, no. Um, basically, with someone's trying to hand you an item, and he doesn't let go of his gun. And so when he goes to reach for the item, it's like this very touching moment. His gun goes through his face, <laughs> and it's like, what type of PS3 version is this? <laughs> but, like, yeah. at that moment, I was like, it was so touching, and I knew it was happening. But... I just, just took was you so out distracted. Of the... I was so yeah. distracted. Um, and and I think these CD Projekt Red are good storytellers. And so I, I would say if you're on the fence, I would say wait. They've already talked about they're going to have a pat, the first patch in January, the second patch in February. Waiting two months for maybe a more smooth experience to like truly give them time to be able to tell their story without distracting bugs might be worth it so for right now i would not recommend this experience unless you have like a pc or you're super gun-ho about it um that will probably change like yas are saying this will be a completely different game in six months in three months it's probably going to be a completely different game so agreed also no, sorry. I was just going to say, too many dildos. Please <laughs> reduce the dildo loot count. Polygon, I Polygon know, released I an article they... saying that they're going to decrease the amount that are around. Yeah. Are they really? <laughs> I have not noticed. Okay. Where are you okay, finding these hold dildos? Hold on. Yeah, like, <laughs> what is the like, purpose what? of these? No, what is the pr- Is it a power-up? What the heck? No. <laughs> literally, it's just junk, it's junk you can dismantle into, like, crafting material. <laughs> so do you use them to craft something? Well, you dismantle them so they become, like, a crafting component. So it's like, oh, this dildo will give me, like, one piece, <laughs> and then this bigger one gives me, like, three pieces. I cannot. This, this episode needs to end right now. I just... Wait, but we haven't talked about what our characters' dicks look like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is a family friendly podcast. You, I'm just said, it's you not. said it too explicit, no. so. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's your fault. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't even want to. You know what, Yasser? I don't even want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that. Any final closing thoughts besides that topic? <laughs> Well, damn, I'm out of 
things to talk about then. <laughs> we'll do it on the floor. I had like you. a 20 minute segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that's it, guys. You know, that that's a good way to end episode 13 <laughs> of the Recommended Experience podcast. Um, of course, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always reach out to us at rxp.podcast at gmail.com or reach out to our Twitter, rxp underscore podcast. I'll see you guys next time. It's like this very touching moment. His gun goes through his face.